Welcome to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. I'm your host, KB, KB Visions. I'm really excited for tonight's show. I've been sitting here doing a little research. I had a really good idea for tonight. So we're going to go into the rabbit hole. And my name's not Alice. Uh, before we start, you are listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. You can go on thewakeupradio.com. All of our shows are archived there. We have 32 shows right now in fruition, and we have 1,600 episodes. So there is ample juicy information for you there to go listen to. We also have our social media page. Yes, we created a social media page, otwtube.com. And we are just just a couple of months, few months new with this, and we're adding and we're advancing. And in no time, we are literally going to be one of the, if not the hottest social media platform out there. Remember, you heard it here and you've been hearing it from us. So when you're over there later and you're saying, this is so great, we're going to say, we told you so, but welcome. (laughs) So tonight's show uh, is dubbed Back to the Future. And I want to give a huge shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for putting this together for producing it, editing it, putting it up on every every platform out there that we have access to. And um, those are some major platforms. You can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Spotify, I believe, I think Stitcher and, you know, YouTube and all of those other Nazi uh, controlled demonic, demonic, demonic sites that don't want you to speak have censored most everybody at this point, right? And much love and respect to the entire On The Wake Up Radio family. I love and respect all of you for everything that you do. So tonight, um, you know, there I, I, I personally have this show by myself, Event Horizon, and then I have a show that I co-host with Sophia. We have an amazing show. We have a great um, energy between us and... Our platforms are just about like just bringing back life, you know, life into life pretty much to sum it up a little bit. Um, But my show, Event Horizon, um, I have to say uh, my personal favorite rabbit hole has been mud fossils. Um, I am just fascinated by the Titans and that the mountains were people once and all of that really fascinates me. However, my... My connection to information, I guess you could say, or my alignment to where I should be and what I should be working on is with AI, the sci-fi, nanotechnology. You know, I want to give you a little background because people always, 
there's times where I've had conversations with people and, and, and a very interesting question comes up over and over and over again. Where did you go to school? <laughs> well, if I went to school, I wouldn't have any knowledge, right? I mean, ideally, they're not taught anything in school. So I'm going to give you the background on me just for a second so that people understand that your brain, your mind, your willingness, what you want to do in this world is up to you and your drive and what you, what you literally want or don't want. So what, what school did I go? I dropped out of high school my senior year. I went back later, got a GED. I tried doing some courses at UMass, actually in uh, computer science, uh, math. I do pretty good in math. I haven't used it in a long time, but I hated the class, hated the course. So then I went and did what I love to do, create. I'm an artist. I'm an esthetician. And that's been my career. So I haven't really spent much time in the books, so to say. You know, I've always always been that person who, if you, if you um, told me something, that I would need to find out the information for myself. I can't rely on you to tell me the truth, right? Because you don't even know what the truth is. And I don't know what the truth is unless Veritas, unless we're going and seeking it and finding it. And most people pass along information that someone else told them. We're like, how do you know that? Well, this one told me. Well, how do they know? And how do you know what they're telling you is even true if you don't research it? So I've always been that, that, that brain, that mind, right? That wants to know more like a computer right? Give me that information. Because once I have the information, then I can put it in little compartments and then I can go from there. Um, which is really interesting how our brains come, com com I'm not going to be able to say the word. I can tell already my brain's not going to let me. Um, oh my gosh. Com oh my gosh. I can't say the word. I don't know. It's so funny when this happens, but to put things in little boxes and little files, I know, you know, what word I'm trying to say, but it won't come. So our brains, they do that, but not all of our brains operate in the same way. For example, there's some brains that would file apple under fruit. My brain, my brain would file apple under fruit, under red, under tree, under, you know what I'm saying? Under seeded, there would be a whole bunch of different categories that I would put it into. Again, much like a computer. So the reason I'm saying all of this is because, you know, tonight's show, um, it, it's called Back to the Future. And I want to I wanna really just, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm just going to present some information for you tonight that I find really interesting. And uh, I spent about an hour and a half, two hours, just pulling some stuff up that I want to share tonight. And I, it never, ever ceases to amaze me that when I research, my mind is blown again and again and again. You think you know, and, and the reality is, is once you actually obtain information, you know you know nothing at all. Nothing. Because who was it? Is it Carl Jung? Actually, I don't know who, who said this, um, but um, the saying is, is that you are responsible. Uh, everything that you know of, I'm sorry, everything that you know of exists. And so does everything that you don't know. And when you really take a look at that, it's pretty wild. So for tonight's show, I wanted to, I wanted to show that, you know, I don't, I don't know how they came up with these dates. You know, we're in 2021. I think it's just a computer code. I think it's, a, I think it's, a, it's a program, right? Like in how it's, how it's running or something, because how do we know anything that they're saying is true? For example, 
right now in society, everyone is fascinated, absolutely fascinated with technology, right? Look at this. I have a smartwatch. Look at this. Look at what I can do. So I wanted to show that there's nothing new under the sun. In fact, the technology that we have today has always existed. It has never not existed. So if it's never not existed, and we're in an existence where they're saying everything is new and it's just coming into an existence, all I hear in my head is, you spin me right round, baby, right round, like a record player, right round, 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 that song. And it's just because we keep going in a circle over and over and over again. It's up where the Russian doll, inside the Russian doll, inside the Russian doll. And I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are. I mean, it would be kind of ridiculous at this point to say that everything is real. How do you discern what is real? I mean, they're showing us, example, Ready Player One. They're showing us in Ready Player One that they are suits. So you go into a virtual world, right? You put on your little headset, choop, little things on your temples, right? To get into your spirit. And uh, you can go into a virtual world. You can create your avatar. We can create avatars for ourselves right now. Russian doll, right? So you can go in and you can create an avatar and then you can put on one of those suits that you can feel touch. So if someone in the game touches you, you can feel it in real life. I have goosebumps. Russian doll. How do you know? How do we know at what level of these Russian dolls or how many bubbles that we're in? You know, to throw in Martin Kenny's cosmic egg theory, it's these energetic realm inside of an energetic realm inside of an energetic realm inside of an energetic realm, I think, because this is the fifth one being born, right? So in that, that would be the, the same thing as Russian dolls in a sense. I know there's all sorts of ancient history. I'm not, I'm not referring to it in that aspect. But if we look at it as a computer simulation, it's very interesting, right? So I didn't know, I don't know for our listeners who knew this, the early phones were actually referred to as zero G, which also looks like OG, right? Or zero generation. And it, and it was six years until one G cell was born. Now, very interesting thing about this. I don't know if you can hear in the background. I have a kitten and she's playing. So um, the history of the mobile phone goes back to 1908. I'm sure it existed long before that because again, it's nothing new under the sun. Right. And let me pull up. Let me pull up this over here. Give me one moment. I have a bunch of great things open. So if we go by, where is, oh, here we go. Perfect. 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 So um, first cell phone that comes back, they say it was 1908. Right. Okay. Who picked that? You know, like why, why, how did it just come into existence then? Where did it come from? And this is a time where what? They'd wind up cars. <laughs> You're going to tell me they have cell phones, wireless phones, and wind up cars. It's not making sense, is it? It's the logic behind the technology connecting dots just doesn't make sense. So I was looking into smart homes, right? That's where we're at right, right today in society. Everybody wants everything smart, everything connected. Again, it's a computer system. It's just, you're just, you're just literally creating a bandwidth of your life, our lives 
inside the big mainframe computer, right? We're taking our little aspects and connecting all the dots so that we can connect on a much greater scale. So this is from, um, it's called Association Franco Chinos, the Development Urban Durable. All right. The first smart homes were ideas, not actual structures. For decades, science fiction has explored the idea of home automation. Profile writers such as Ray uh, Bradbury imagined a future where homes were interactive and seemingly um, ran themselves. In Bradbury's cautionary short story, uh, there will come a soft... there will come soft rains. He described an automated home that continues to function even after humans have died out. It's, it's all well and frightening until you consider the actual benefits of home automation and then the idea becomes more comforting than chilling. Although the idea of home automation has been around for some time, actual smart homes have only existed for a short time. The timeline focuses on hardware, meaning actual inventions leading up to the smart homes we know today and expected from the near future. 1901 to 1920, the invention of home appliances. Although appliances aren't, we didn't consider them smart, they were incredible achievement in the early 20th century. And these achievements began in the first engine-powered vacuum. And a more uh, practical engineered vacuum was invented in 1907. Throughout the decades, it went on, right? So then 1966 to 67, Echo TV and the kitchen computer, although it was never commercially sold. Now, this is really important because the the part where it says commercially sold, right, has nothing to, you know, what we know about, right? Let's get get real here. Uh, According to the underlords, we're just silly little slaves and we aren't important. So we're not supposed to be privy to, we're only given little shiny things to keep us entertained and distracted, Okay. Although it was never commercially sold, the Echo, the Echo 4 and the, uh, was the first smart device. This clever device could compute shopping lists, control the home's temperature, and turn appliances on and off. The kitchen computer was developed a year later and could store recipes, but had the unfortunate tagline, um, if she could only cook as well as Honeywell can computer, and therefore sold no models obviously. But let's, so back, back, let me just backtrack a second. So it's saying here that they had in 1966, 1967 is when it came out, but again, nothing new under the sun. Uh, It was never commercially sold, but it connected everything in the home and it controlled the temperature. And what, the last few years, this is a new technology. 1991, um, Geron Technology combines Geron technology and technology and makes lives of senior citizens easier. In the 1990s, there was a lot of new research and technology in this sector. 1998, early 2000s. Smart homes and home automation began to increase in popularity in the early 2000s. As such, different technology began to emerge. Smart homes suddenly became a more affordable option and therefore a viable technology for consumers. Domestic technology, home networking, and other gadgets began to appear on store shelves. Today's smart homes. Today's smart homes are more about security and uh, living greener. I don't believe that. Our smart homes are sustainable and they help ensure that our, oh, so they're talking about their their specific ones, right? So uh, current trends in home automation include remote mobile control, automated lights, 
automated thermostat adjustment, scheduling appliances, uh, mail, email, and uh, mobile uh, notifications, remote video surveillance. Now, so it goes on and it talks about different things. So, but, but the other side of this here too is to be mindful that a, a smart home, um, they have a thing that's called geofencing, right? So geofencing is, it's a technology, say if you're driving an automated car, you want to go down the street, but the geofencing is now, the computer puts it up, says, nah, man, you ain't going down the street, right? We're going to do this right now. Automated car goes down the street, geofencing goes up, your car shuts down, you can't drive any further. End of story, right? Uh, you could um, open your, uh, from from far away, you know, letting your garage know you're going to be home and it can come and open or it can just secure everything. There's, there's a certain element. So the same way these homes communicate and you can uh, do things that are great, uh, the home can lock you in. How are you going to get out? Break a window? I'm serious. How are you going to get out? If the AI, if this computer, if this system decides to shut it down. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out a couple of things in our history here, and then I'm going to come all the way up to some really dope shit. So now that we have that, one of the things uh, about the smart homes, so this technology has always been here. Um, I can't wait. I, I want to talk to a little later on. I'm going to talk about the TR3B, which is, man, this thing's incredible. It's a uh, black budget uh, Solar Warden, um, part of the project, and it is a military craft to come out in the 90s. And the technology, come on, come on. But I need to start where, uh, or to continue where I am now. So the Jetsons. Most people have an idea um, of the, but the Jetsons. So the Jetsons um, was a cartoon, and I actually didn't know some of this right here. So the animated series, it only aired from 1962 to 1963 for three seasons, but the show was fascinating to watch because it took place in the future, right? The time traveling uh, movie Back to the Future is not the first place where the concept of a flying car existed. Flying cars appeared in the Jetsons along with holograms, hello, hello, and plenty of robotic um, contraptions. The Jetsons family even had a robotic Made made named Rosie. Now, for anyone, before I get to reading some of this, for anyone, if you have ever seen the Jetsons, I mean, I know when I watched the Jetsons, I was like, how did they know? How? How did they know this technology? Because how did they create a cartoon? Right? Now let, let's 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 digress for one second. How do you create a cartoon and you don't have some genius sitting at a table going, wait a minute, we can do that? Or was it already being done and they created the cartoon to have that predictive programming? Because it's back to the future, because we were living in the future, right? We were living in the future. I think when they reverse engineered the technology, they reverse engineered us and they almost had us kind of go back in time. So that's why we're going back to the future. <laughs> I'm going to bring us back up to speed somewhere because the dots are connecting. So uh, the Jetsons, uh, it was just it was just fascinating, right? So let's see. Um, let me get some juicy. Oh, there's some really really interesting stuff in here. So let me see. Let's see. 
Oh, Kanye West, he wanted to be a creative director in a Jetsons live action film. Now, the premise of this is very interesting because I do believe uh, that he, Kanye, knows what's going on. Uh, I mean, if you listen to some of what some people call his rants, I don't think they're rants. I think they're intelligent information coming out. So, and he's a fellow Gemini. So I get it. I get how he speaks. So let me go down here. The Jetsons, here's this. Most people don't know this fun fact. The Jetsons took place in the year 2062, right? 2062. Everyone knows that the Jetsons took place in the future. However, if you ask someone who grew up in the 60s what years the Jetsons took place, they probably wouldn't be able to tell you. The show took place 100 years beyond its conception. So right there, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to stop for a second. For as long as this show, Event Horizon, has been on the air and when I have my co-host and still when I'm still telling you, we told you, I'm telling you, there's other people telling you, they are a hundred years advanced in technology than we know about. This line right here to me is proof of that. You can take proof in whatever way you want to take it. I am taking this as proof of that. And I'm going to read it again. The show took place 100 years beyond its conception. The show was indeed ahead of its time because in 2021, we still don't have robotic maids, but technically there are. That, that part of it, I, I don't agree with because the humanoids and the robotoids, and they've been here since the beginning of creation. Uh, I've had some pretty amazing teachers. I mean, people that I talk to, but I'm calling them teachers show up lately and just really start sharing some incredible information with me. And none of this is new. None of this. So it says the Flintstones inspired the Jetsons. Really? Has a family in the Stone Age, right? But they went to the complete opposite. This is exactly what I'm saying. It's one big mind fuck, right? So they're, they're telling them that they're in, if you just think of this one show right here, right? So the Flintstones were in the Stone Ages, and the Jetsons were supposed to be in the future. It's kind of symbolic, isn't it? I mean, in a sense, like we're living in the Stone Ages, right? I mean, we're living in the future thinking we're in the Stone Ages because we've been so dumbed down and so blinded by ridiculousness. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, this is interesting right here. So 1975 and the changes to come was also an inspiration. It must have been challenging to come up with future inventions for this cartoon. <laughs> Sorry, that's just so funny. <laughs> Oh, this is funny. Um, while we still don't have some of the futuristic gadgets the Jetsons display, it might be hard to develop inventions existing in 3031. After all, the internet is arguably one of the greatest inventions ever, 1975, and the changes to come came out in 1962, but predicted inventions that people might see in 1975, such as a mainframe computer. This towering mainframe computer was visible at George Jetson's workstation. The, the book's imagery also, so let's talk about a book and it shows how the machine is here, right? Um, here's something really interesting. The Flintstone, a family appeared in one episode of the Jetsons. 
again, this is exactly like, you know, it's like that predictive programming, you know, like once you can see something, it's like you kind of, your brain just kind of like decodes something, some things that it bends my brain and I can't get it. But there's other things I feel like I just look at it and I can kind of decode it. And this would be one of them, right? Exactly what I'm talking about. It says, if you have missed this cameo, you weren't looking closely enough. While the Jetsons family did not meet the Flintstones family in the 1987 uh, TV special, Meet the Flintstones, the Flintstones appeared in an episode, Elroy's Mob. A school bully named Kenny Countdown gets caught watching the billionth rerun of the Flintstones on what we would call a smart watch. The bully gets, uh, gets his uh, watch confiscated from a robot teacher. I mean, the kids sitting at home right now, pretty much, you know, the, you can, the, the technology is so advanced right now. Um, look up, um, robot calls salon for an appointment. <laughs> you, your mind's going to be blown. You will never know when I, when I, um, speak with anyone in a company or anything, I always ask them if they're a human or AI, always ask them. And I swear one lady was AI. Like she lied. I know she lied. I'm almost positive. Um, so then they talk about his easy work life. He could work at home, right, on his big, huge computer and stuff like that. So that's pretty fascinating. So right there, that connection, right, is kind of metaphorically what I'm, I'm trying to create a thought process of. How is it that this technology has always been here? They create a cartoon, right? Or as I would say, a cartoon. <laughs> they create a cartoon. I try to speak with my R's on the radio so people can hear what I'm saying. Um, but that they claim not to have this technology, but yet they make, the, they make a cartoon with a precise detail of the technology that we're living in and with right now. Um, there are robots and there are humanoids and there are synthetics and there's many different beings out here. They live uh, that look like us, but aren't like us on the inside. There's, oh, do I have that up? I'll find it in a second. Excuse me. There's nothing new under the sun. So let's say, for example, they create us. Okay. And then to be a slave race to mine. Okay. So now, some really interesting stuff that I've been learning. And uh, once I have more knowledge, I'll do a whole show on that. And I'm hopefully, Rick, if you are listening from Knowledge Dabs and Metal, you are amazing. And I cannot wait to have you back on the show. So um, this technology isn't new. It's been around for a long time. And the there's different beings. And I think it's, I know, I know I mangle words. So please forgive me. It's B-A-C-H-A-T. Um, and they are, say, for example, Shaq, Eminem. They're a, even just some regular people. They're a form of robotoid humanoid. And the reason that they glitch out isn't because it's MK Ultra because the machine just glitched out. Um, this is some of the stuff I've been watching, and it's pretty fascinating. I, I do believe this element exists. I don't know what anyone else believes, but I'm going to tell you right now, for anyone who uh, inoculated themselves with an AI system that they're dubbing under the name vaccine, it's not. It's an operating system. You just basically inserted a mini phone in your, in your body like a dumbass, but um, 
that person now that's integrated into the DNA, right? So because of the technology in it, it has uh, CRISPR-Cas9 technology. CRISPR-Cas9 technology uses a bacteria with a laser type precision cut so it can like really remove this perfectly. It removes this piece of DNA and then it inserts an artificial AI alien invasion piece of DNA into the strand and the body picks it up as if it's just part of the system and now it's incorporated in. So anyone who has it, I mean, I believe there's already, this is already happening, but I'm going to use the vaccine as a uh, example. So anyone now who has that and is going to have a child, that child will 100% be half artificial, half human because it's integrated into the DNA. So just like if you haven't seen the feed, watch the feed. That's pretty fascinating. Um, and it shows you a perfect example of what I'm talking about right now. So I'm really short of breath today. I wonder if I had anything to do with the storms that came through. Or to digress, I just got a pheromone thing for my cat. And I'm wondering if that's doing it. It's very tight though. So um, I believe it's already happening. So if we take that in consideration, are we in the system? Are we robots? But not to, not to digress too much over there. But they're showing us that, you know, that the technology exists, but then they're telling us that we're not part of it. You know, oh, it's new and it's fascinating. And, and look over here and look over here. It's almost as if uh, they held out, right? so that we would keep coming back like a dealer to a drug addict, right? Let me give you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit, but you'll be back. Let me just get a little bit and you're going to come back again. It's kind of how it works. It's what we're doing. It's all one big mind fuck. I mean, it really is. And that's the point is to get out of our mind and expand it, right? To really see what's going on. So let me go to right here. Um, says the Jewish tribes, Asher, Malak, are similar to what people these days call nanobots, except Malak, 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 M-A-L-K, as you can imagine, are technology speaking a few weeks ahead. So I found this to be really interesting because there's a movie. It is uh, one of the Stargate movies with uh, Kurt Russell. And uh, spoiler alert, and there's a scene in there where Ra his species was dying off. So um, they couldn't, they, they, they wound up taking human form because the human body was very easy to repair. Right? It was very easy to fix itself. They could fix it once they were inside of it. And in one of the scenes, he put on this device on his hand and he was able to create a huge surge of energy and push someone across the room. And then he was also able to touch their head and, and pretty much steal their life force, kill them, right? And in, in that way. But the it's a there was other elements of like nanotechnology that were being used in holograms and stuff like that. So this is what I'm saying. There's nothing new under the sun. How could this have how could this technology have existed in a time of the pyramids and not exist now? Unless we've been mind trapped. And we need to go back to the future because I think they have reverse engineered us to make us believe that we're in some archaic society when in reality we're not, you know, that uh, telepathy exists, you know, that we were able to communicate in a lot of ways. And I wonder about telepathy and how it works, right? But I guess it would work the same as a computer just sending a signal. 
are we, you know, are we in the system? Or is it, is it just the, the frequencies we send out that are, that are creating this? But the technology itself is really fascinating. And now I want to fast forward it a little bit. Let me see. Let me go over here. Uh, let me see. Nine hour work week. Okay. In 1857, the father of communism envisioned a day when the wealth would be untethered from work and we'd see the general reduction of necessary labor of society to a minimum, freeing up times for pursuits such as art, science, furthering world um, proletarication. I, I know I mangle words. I'm so sorry. Revolution. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. So the looking back from 2000 to 1887, in this 19th century bestseller, A Man Wakes Up in the 20th Century America, where the government and the corporations have merged and everyone is forced to join the industrial army. On the bright side, they get to retire at 45. This is 1887? <laughs> Are these clues that we left ourselves? I don't, I'm, not, I'm having a hard time comprehending how I'm supposed to believe this technology is new and exciting when, you know, it, it's, it's, it's always been here. It's literally always been here. Um, Carol Capac's um, 1921 play is best known for popularizing the word robot. An inventor makes a workforce out of artificial people that are compliant at first, but then kill all humans except once, except one who is asked to reveal the secret of reproduction. <laughs> I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on and on, right? So let's see. Um, in uh, modern times, in Charlie Chaplin's 1936 comedy, The Little uh, Tramp is mauled by a machine that force feeds factory workers while they remain at the assembly line. Really? Really? 1952, debut novel, uh, Kurt von Gut images, uh, not so distant dystopia in which machines do virtually all the work, leaving Americans except techies with depressing and in, 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 oh my gosh, I'm having a hard time speaking tonight in hostile amounts of free time. And I talked to you about the Jetsons. The animated father of 2062 works just nine hours a week. This is exactly, I mean, it, it's, it's over and over and over and over. Mana, 2003 sci-fi story by Marshall Brain. Middle, man, uh, middle managers are replaced by artificial intelligence system that nags service workers to work faster and fires, um, fires shrinkers. These low-wage workers are then replaced by robots. The four hour work week. I mean, it just, you know, so let me go over here. So let me get to, um, pardon me one second while I find the right one. Uh, so what I'm, what I'm trying to establish right now is that none of this is new. None of this is new. And if the technology isn't new, and they're only giving little bits of it. That what 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 do we stop and 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 how do we pivot from here? Because it's important to know, or at least to be aware, 
of the possibilities of what could be taking place, right? I mean, I know there's lots of probabilities, but in what reality, I guess, do you lie? Do I? So this is from the BBC. It's called Earth. It says, we might live in a computer program, but it may not matter. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a... I'm having a really hard time. You know, one of the things that um, when I really started to become aware several years ago, and I have these amazing conversations with a friend of mine for hours and hours and hours, and it, and a lot of them came right back to the fact, are we robots and are we in a system? And those are things I just didn't kind of want to know, right? I don't know what, I, 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 the hesitation I think in me not wanting to know is probably I probably know in a sense, that, or I, I can tell that it's real. And in that, my glass ceiling, right? The, the, everything shatters because everything isn't what it is. Just like Alice in Wonderland, right? I want to create a world where everything that is, isn't, and everything is, isn't, is. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much what's taking place right now. And it's like these clues. And like I said, it's like my, my brain right now just keeps breaking things down. It's like, okay, so this is what you're being told here. This is the image over here. This is how it's working. It's like, I don't know how or why, but I'm going to get to some things on this, which is kind of mind blowing to me. I don't know how or why um, my rabbit hole of quote unquote expertise, you know, the, my, my, my passion, I guess you could say for learning about is the AI and nanotechnology. Yeah. You know, I guess maybe it started with, with more gallons, you know, it started with me realizing that I have carbon nanofibers in my system and then it made me reevaluate everything. I mean, if I have carbon nanofibers in my system, if I have documented my hair moving on its own, I can see colored orbs in it. Everybody's hair has colored orbs, by the way. Everybody, which is telling me it's, I don't know if it's the bug um, endosome in there that's creating that or uh, what it might be. But, you know, is that is that computer code? Is that, what is that? Why is that there like that? Hair's not supposed to look like that. So um, I don't know. So it matters to me. Some people think it doesn't matter. It matters a lot to me. I need to, my brain doesn't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't work well unless I can figure shit out. You know, you deduct things, like cross them off your list. Like for me, that's how I, how I problem solve. I don't add. Adding doesn't help. You deduct. When you deduct things, you usually find the simplest and the purest answer. So uh, this is from, like I said, this is from the BBC. It says, we may live in a computer program, um, but it may not matter. Several physicists have suggested that our universe is not real and instead is a giant simulation. Should we care? I guess that's a personal preference on that one. This is written by Phil, uh, Philip Ball. Interesting. <laughs> Philip Ball, right? On 9-5-2016, which is actually, okay. I was trying to add the date, but um, all right, here we go. Are you real? What about me? These used to be questions that only philosophers worried about. Scientists just got on with figuring out how the world is and why. But some of the current best guesses about how the world is seem to have seem to leave the question hanging over science too. Several physicists, cosmologists, technologists are now happy to entertain the idea that we're all living inside of a gigantic computer simulation, experiencing a matrix-style virtual world that we mistakenly think is real. Experiencing a matrix-style virtual world that we mistakenly think is real. 
Our instincts rebel, of course. It all feels real to be, it all feels too real to be a simulation. The weight of the cup in my hand, the rich aroma of the coffee it contains, the sounds all around me. How can such richness of an experience be faked? Well, I just mentioned how it could be. But then let's consider the extraordinary progress in computer and information technologies over the past few decades. Computers have given us games of uncanny realism with autonomous characters responding to our choices, as well as virtual reality simulators of tremendous persuasive power it is enough to make you paranoid. The Matrix formulated the narrative with unprecedented clarity. In that story, humans are locked in a malignant power into a virtual world that they accepted unquestionably as real. But the science fiction nightmare of being trapped in a universe manufactured within our minds can be traced back further. For instance, David Cronenberg's video, uh, Videodrome, 1983, and Terry Gillum's Brazil, 1985. Over all these dystopian uh, visions, there loom two questions. How would we know? And would it matter anyways? Those are great questions. Those are really good questions. The idea that we live in a simulation has some high-profile advocates. In June 2016, technology entre entrepreneur Elon Musk asserted that the odds are, quote, a billion to one, end quote, against us living in a, quote, base reality, end quote. Similarity, Google's machine intelligence guru, Ray Kurzweil, has suggested that, quote, maybe our whole universe is a science experiment of some junior high school student in another universe, end quote. What's more, some physicists are willing to entertain the possibility. In April 2016, several of them debated the issue at the American Museum of Natural History in U.S. I watched, I think it's like, what is it called? Science, Sci it's a... It, they get a whole bunch of physicists. I, I've watched a few of these debates and they're really interesting. I don't know if it was this one, but I've watched a few of them. It's a science one. Um, so it says, uh, none of these people are proposing that we are physical beings held in some uh, gloopy vat and wired up to believe the world around us as in the matrix. Instead, there are at least two other ways that the universe around us might not be the real one. <laughs> Cosmologist Alan Guth, the, of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, um, U.S., has suggested that the entire universe might be real, yet still con some kind of a lab experiment. The idea is that our universe was created by some super intelligence, much like a biologist breed colonies of microorganisms. Kind of fascinating, right? So let me read, let me read that sentence again. The idea that our universe was created by some super intelligence much as biologists breeds colonies of microorganisms. You know, I, I have said over and over again, and, and this is that bacteria, those little, little things are what changes the world. It's never the big things. It's really the little, like the nanos or bacteria or microorganisms. It's those that have the biggest impact usually, are my opinion. There is nothing in principle that rules out the possibility of manufacturing a universe as an artificial big bang filled with real matter and energy, says Guth, nor would it destroy the universe in which it was made. The new universe would create its own bubble. Hi, hello, see, see, bubble of space time, like the bubbles I was saying, separate from that in which it was hatched. 
this bubble would quickly pinch off form of the parent universe and lose contact with it. The scenario does not really change anything. So it goes on to say uh, about that. And it's, it, it, I mean, the article goes on and on. It says, we can simulate human societies using rather simple agents that make choices according to certain rules. <laughs> so when, when you can get, so in other words, like everyone's talking about now a breakaway society, you know, the societies are breaking away and they're branching off in just this phrase right here. This is how they're going to do it. We can simulate human societies using rather simple, quote, agents that make choices according to certain rules. So I guess in that, if you sum that up in a way, you could say that whatever um, choices you're, you're, you're making, right, whatever agent, NPC, whatever it is, that that is going to align with whatever simulation or whatever break off society because not everyone's going in the same direction. It says, uh... Musk and other like-minded folk are suggesting that we are entirely simulated beings. We could be nothing more than strings of information manipulated into some gigantic computer like characters in a video game. Even our brains are simulated and are responding to simulated sensory inputs. In this view, there is no matrix to escape from. This is where we live and this is our only chance of living at all. I don't align with everything I'm reading, but uh, but why uh, believe in such barbaric uh, possibility? The argument is quite simple. We already make simulations, and with better technology, it should be possible to create the ultimate one. With conscious agents that experience, it is as totally lifelike. We carry out computer simulations, not just in games, but in research. Scientists try to simulate aspects of the world at levels ranging from subatomic to entire societies or galaxies, even whole universes. For example, computer simulations of animals may tell us how they develop complex behaviors like flocking and swarming. Other simulations help us to understand uh, planets, stars, and galaxies form. We can also simulate human societies using rather simple, quote, agents that make choices according to certain rules. These give us our insights on how cooperation appears, how cities evolve, how road traffic and economies function and how much else, you know, in that sense too, how they could manipulate us, right? How they can control us, how they can get us to, to veer way off course from our, our beautiful natural essences of these magnificent beings, you know, so you have to take the information and then create your own picture from it, from all the other information you have and start connecting the dots. Uh, do, I believe that we are magical beings and we're capable of incredible things. And some people disagree. Some people think we just live and die and that's it. You know, it's, it's okay. Whatever your choices are, that's your choice. I mean, you know, some people have literally, like I said, assimilated themselves into the system by getting the vaccine, and yet they would deny everything I'm saying. Go figure that mind virus out. It's it, that shit bends my mind. Like that hurts my brain. Trying to trying to figure like you put an AI in you, you just turned yourself into a fucking robot, but you don't believe in any of this. <laughs> Um, this is the simulations are getting um, ever more complex as computer power expands. Already some simulations of human behavior try to build a rough description of cognition. Researchers uh, 
envisioned a time not far away when these agents' decision-making um, will not come from simple if-then rules. Instead, they will give agents simplified models of brain and see how they respond. You know, what's really interesting is I'm not going to remember his name right now. I wish I could. But he's from the Montauk Project. He's one of the... Um, uh, I guess he was a scientist who worked on the Montauk project. He also talked about reptilians. Uh, so it's a really good documentary. The, it's him in an interview with someone else, uh, someone else who worked on the Montauk project. And um, he, his belief system is, is that oh, our brains are just interfaces and that there's nothing in there that we're able to, or some people, not everyone, are able to extract information from nowhere. Now, I know for a fact I have been able to pull information out of thin air. I don't know where it came from, but it was out there and now it's in my brain. Maybe it was the, um, Kashik and his kit. I, my tongue is so on words tonight. Um, why can't I think of that word? But anyways, I'm able to pull information from the, just from nowhere. You know, it's like an idea. It's like an art project. Like people who create art, you, you you pull information from nowhere and then you create something. It's kind of a metaphor for life, right? So we're at a stage where, I don't know, are, are we in a simulation? Uh, are we not in a simulation? So let me close this for a second because that's that's enough. All, you guys, if for my listeners, anyone, obviously, the stuff I'm talking about, you can um, go and look it up. So this is the part where it gets really freaky for me. I'm not going to lie. I, I had to call a really good friend of mine and leave him almost like a panic message. Like not, not that anything's bad. Like one of those, like I need to talk to someone who gets this. So I just put the post on my Instagram story. I'm going to put it on otwtube.com. And, um, uh, I need to talk to one of my friends who actually speaks, speaks Arabic. So in my quest tonight to find out about um, robots, I know there's a, 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 I couldn't find it tonight. I, I forget his name. There was a, a guy who wrote um, plays. And in one of the plays he had, he had a robot, but he fell in love with her. Like he fell in love with this robot. This is in the 1800s. So I was like, you know what? Let me take a look and see what I can find about robots. Okay. So my mind is low key blown. <laughs> so I'm looking and I'm not really sure where it came from. Uh, like it's one of those things that you just, um, it's like the universe is like, here's a couple more dots for you. Figure the shit out. So it would appear there's a hidden story about Sultan Hamid and his first robotics, right? So all, all of the information I can find is in Arabic. He was a, a Turkish sultan, right? And there's, there's, um, let me go back right here. Okay. And there's hidden stories about him and um, the first robotic technology. You know what's really interesting? This is why I say I am so connected. I, I don't, I, I don't have a concept. I, I, I can't see the the over picture. I'm only trying to connect the dots down here, right? So um, <laughs> what are the chances of what, what I'm going to tell you right now? Seriously, what are the chances of this? So the Sultan. So I put it in my story on Instagram and uh, 
I have a great, 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 I think great, maybe another one in there, grandfather, Jiddu, um, is a Lebanese, my Lebanese grandfather. His name was Davut Betris, and he served with the Lebanese division of the Turkish army in the Ottoman Empire. The letter I have from him is written in really old Arabic, and uh, guess who it's from? <laughs> yep, Sultan Hamid. What are the chances that I am researching robots, that I am in the rabbit hole of technology, AI, nanotech? You know, I'm going to find out the system, the matrix. I'm going to decode it for me, not for everybody else, just for me so that I can be my best version of me, right? I'm going to decipher the cipher. Is that how it goes? So <laughs> what are the chances? There's a hidden story from the Sultan about a robot, right? The first robotic technology. And I have a letter from him to my grandfather. Seriously? My mind is low-key blown. But I can't, I don't know what it's saying because it's all in Arabic. So I'm going to have to call a friend and have them, uh, I don't know, maybe have them actually record it for me. It'd probably be the easiest way to figure it out. But this, this blows my mind. I can't even, I mean, I have our old artifacts. I have lots of random stuff and um, it's just mind blowing. I have a, a really beautiful statue of a um, Egyptian Pharaoh King. And in the position he's in, he actually is holding the crystal stones in his hand and he's like grounding, he's getting energy. It's just, it's just, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how anyone else is. Um, life is, what your connections are, if there are any. Um, but I can tell you that whatever whatever my connections are, are, very real, very, very real. It's like I keep getting these puzzle pieces and these puzzle pieces. I'm sure one day I'll see the whole big picture and why I have all these pieces. Maybe I have them to, to be able to shed this light, right? To be able to share some information so that you can see uh, a picture you might not have been looking at, I guess is a good way to say it. So this just blew my mind. Like how, how, how do I have a letter from a Sultan who had a secret robot thing? Like that's just, that's just mind blowing. There's another here that talks about um, who invented the robot, the Arabs or the Japanese. And uh, there's a movie, I Robot. Uh, actually there's a series I know I have this up. Here it is. I knew I did. Um, by Dabs and Metal, right, on YouTube. It's iRobot. Watch this series. It will blow your mind. Seriously blow your mind. So um, let me go back over here. Pardon me. Let me come back. Okay. So let me shut this. Okay. So... Where did I just lose my page? Pardon me one second. Okay. It says, I'm sure as I've been seeing the robot, I, I robot, the masculine heart throbbing Will Smith. That's not my words. Believe me. Willow, whatever. Uh, the pedo. He is a pedo too. Ugh, gross they all are. Uh, let's see. Um, it talks about a crazy robotic takeover. Let's see. Okay. That's not the one I want to do. So let me get off of this page here. I can close this. Pardon me for my listeners. I just, I pulled up some really good uh, information to share with you tonight because I don't know if you're enjoying the show, but I am. 
<laughs> so, and you're listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio, on the wakeupradio.com and OTWTube are our sites. Come check us out and sign up for our social media platform. So uh, here's an article, um, Proof of Aliens Life is the page. It says, 10 evidences to prove alien technology reverse engineering is real. And for anyone who doesn't believe this is real, I, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care if you believe it or if you don't believe it. Um, but I'm not going to read this whole article. This is, it's, uh, it's pretty good. I just wanted to touch on that so I could come over here to this, um, which is fucking fascinating. Let me go to this one. Okay. I don't know for the listeners who has heard of TR3B Astra Aurora. Now, this is fucking fascinating. I mean, fascinating. Okay. Well, let me put on my nerd glasses and push them up a little bit. <laughs> so the TR3B is a plasma-based uh, on Mercury, right? And it's a 250,000 atmosphere and a temp of 150 degrees. It has an accelerator, a Kevlin accelerator to 50,000 rotations per minute. It is part of the Black Budget Project, the Solar Warden. And let me um, come down here. This craft, okay? is doesn't exist. It does, but it's one of those things that they say, nah, it doesn't exist. You have to see the picture of this. The site I'm on is called Matrix Disclosure, okay? Uh, matrix Matrixdisclosure.com. And it's TR3B Secret Plane, Top Secret U.S. Air Force Black Triangle. When you see a picture of this thing, it looks like it's a triangle and then the coating on it is like, um, it looks like almost like a black Teflon, but in honeycomb, like that kind of a pattern. And that's it. Like it's just smooth. Right. So let's see. <laughs> this is why I'm saying like they're the, the, for them to, what I'm about to explain to you, right. What I'm about to tell you that this craft does, you know, this came out in the early nineties, they have others that um, in different ones, they have different names of different ones too. So like the TR, the TR2B is very different from the 3B. They're all different type crafts. So at least $3 billion plus TR3B that flew through 1994, Aurora is the most secretive existing aerospace program. TR3B is one of the most exotic vehicle created within the Aurora program. It's the Aurora program that if you wanted to research, okay? It's funded and operationally commissioned by the National Recognition Office, the NSA National Security Agency, and the CIA. TR-3B triangular aircraft flight is not fiction and was built with technology available in the mid 80s. Again, nothing new under the sun. Not every, uh, not every UFO spotted is one of their own, um, in parentheses, aliens. TR-3B's external coverage is a reactive to radar electric uh, stimulation. It can change its reflectivity, radar absorption, and color. It has full uh, cloaking capability. 
this polymer when used in combination with the electronic measures of the TR-3B and ECCM can make the appearance of the vehicle look like a small ship, right? Hello, cloaked ships, hello, <laughs> or a flyer or fake radar in a false variety of aircraft, not an aircraft or more aircraft in different locations. A circular ring filled with an acceleration plasma called disruptor, it's a magnetic field switch, surrounds the crew's rotating compartment and is far from any imaginable technology. Sandia and Livermore Laboratories have developed reverse engineering designed by MFD. The government will do anything to protect this technology. Plasma based on mercury at 250,000 atmospheres and at a temperature of 150 degrees Kevlin and accelerated to 500,000 revolutions per minute creates a superconductive plasma as a result of the interruption of gravity, quote, levitation. The MFD generates a rotating magnetic field that disturbs or neutralizes the effects of gravity on the ship's mass in 89%. Do not misunderstand. This is not anti-gravity. Anti-gravity offers a rejection force that can be used for propulsion. MFD creates a disruption of the gravitational field of the Earth. The circulating mass of the circular accelerator, the mass of the circular accelerator in the entire mass of the accelerator, such as the crew caps, avionics, MFD systems, fuel, crew environment systems, and the nuclear reactor are reduced by 89%. This makes the vehicle extremely easy and able to overcome the performance and the maneuvers of any aircraft ever built, except, of course, for UFOs. The TR-3B evolves at a high altitude, invisible using stealth technology, being recognition platform um, with indefinite flying time. Indefinite flying time. Once it arrives at high speeds, it does not need much propulsion to maintain altitude. At Groom Lake, rumors come from new elements and act as plasma catalysts. With the weight of the vehicle reduced by 89%, Let's let, with the weight of the vehicle reduced by 89%, it can travel by nine Mach, nine times the speed of sound, approximately 10,000 kilometers an hour, either vertically or horizontally. Some sources uh, say performances is limited by uh, only the pilot's biological limitations. There are many considering that the mass reduction of 89% G-force gravity also reduces. Okay, so let me go to, there's patents on this. So I have seen videos on this and let me tell you, it is, it disappears into thin air. The thing can teleport, okay? Nine times the speed of sound. It can teleport. Boom. It's there. I watched a video. It was in the sky, woo, little triangle thing. And then the center of it, what I was just reading, that circular, it must have, it must, it, what it looks like from, from what I was reading and then watching it. Um, and I've been talking about this for a couple of years too, because I learned about this a few years ago. My mind was blown and no one's really as fascinated as I am. But so what it appears is that rotation that's around like the crew inside, it almost expands out into a white light, which I would assume is that's how it's going uh, faster than it, I guess. And uh, so it expands out. So you have the triangle, the center of it expands out into a huge ball of white light and then it's gone. It's gone. It's not there. 
it's completely gone. It's mind blowing. I have plenty of pictures of triangles in the sky, not full. Well, actually some are like uh, the quote unquote clouds, right? Um, in there, but this technology, I mean, this is, you know, just learning about this is absolutely mind blowing. And if this came out right in, um, they're saying the early nineties, again, nothing new under the sun. If this came out in the early nineties, and here we are in 2021 or whatever year we're really in, who knows, right? They just give us a number and we're like, all right, we'll go by that. Because anyone born, you know, I wonder if that's why they killed off the elderly because they would have had more of a connection to the past, right? They're disconnecting us from, from, from our connections and then creating a new reality, which would be a new virtual game in a sense, you know, when you think about it. So they created the TR3, they modified it in TR3A, TR3-B and two, three, or four plus or minus suffixes created by designers as different aircraft. They're not the same aerospace um, vehicle. So for example, the TR3B is different from a TR3A. It says such as a banana against grapes, right? So it says some of them are human crews and some of them are without a pilot. Right. So this craft is flying around the sky with no pilot and it goes faster than the speed of sound. It has pretty much full cloaking capabilities. It can teleport. It can disappear into thin air. But um, yeah, your smartwatch is fascinating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's literally nothing new under the sun. So uh, there's a video. It's uh, the Black Budget um, Program Solar Warden and the TR3B Black Triangle. So uh, you can go check that out. This is, um, I mean, honestly, this one makes my nerd nipples hard. This is just fascinating. Like, I want to go in this. You know, people think like it takes, it doesn't take long to get anywhere. And I did a video two years ago about this, you know, that we should, it's um, in one of my IGs. It was, it was actually one of my better ones. And, and I talked about how the fact, like, we're supposed to be able to just be here and then be over there. Like, it's not, I'm not supposed to go, I have to go drive and sit in traffic and do all this shit, but somehow we've kind of slowed ourselves down. Like we think we're speeding up, but we're not. And this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like we, we think we're going into the future. I don't think that's the case. If everything is the reverse of truth here, right? Then we're going backwards. Like they're stripping us and they're taking away things. And in the, in the meantime, they're creating a whole civilization that's going to change ours. Interesting, right? I mean, how is it that, that um, more people don't question this, I guess? I, 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 you know, I guess, you know, one of the things I used to try to shove everything down everyone's throat because the world isn't what we think it is. And everything is a reverse of truth and our language casts spells and it's, it, you know, to have a language to speak, right. It, it's, that's a, it's a computer thing. <laughs> it's not, you know, we're supposed to be telepathic. We're supposed to be able to communicate with energy. And there are a few of us who definitely can, you know, once we're around people and we sync up with them, we can obtain that information from their brain to ours. So how does that work? You know, is that a different system we're linking up with? And is that why they want to take us and almost hijack us and put us into their system? It was a show one time we did, and I had talked about, I feel like there's two AIs battling. 
right? So there's two different AIs at war right now. And like, there's one that's supposedly like, we'll say the good one, right? The other one is a bad one. One side a light hole, one side's a black side, right? Good and evil, yin and yang, whatever, whatever, whatever way you want to look at it. And somehow it's not balanced anymore. And it's that imbalance that we're all wobbly. We're all over the place and we don't know who we are anymore. And we're being told who we are and what we should do. And everyone's turning into wusses overall. You know, we, we should be acting as kings and queens and gods or however you view yourself, but not as, yes, I'll do as I'm told. That's robotic. But maybe those people are. Like I said, not everyone here is, is, is human. I don't believe that. I do absolutely do not believe that. I believe there are many entities here and there's different forms and you can call them aliens or ETs or you call them whatever you want to call them. But even as a child, I was not naive enough to think like, why are animals so similar, but we're the only ones like us? No, there's others like us. They're just hidden. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, um, let me rephrase that. There are others that aren't like us, but they're hidden. They're hidden in a form like ours, right? The greatest, you can trick people by being just like them, right? It's why narcissists are so good at what they do because they're very malleable. <clears throat> they mirror you. Yeah, they give you exactly what you want. Same thing. Same idea. So how advanced is the system and how far are we in it? And, and do people care? You know, people are, it's the, oh my gosh, it gives me brain pain. It's the constant battle over the same things. Like I've been posting lately, you know, it comes up in your memories. Like, you know, this was a couple of years ago, it was a couple of years ago. And I'm posting because the same shit I was saying, and I say it's shit because it's shit we keep dealing with. It's the same shit I was talking about a couple of years ago. I'm still talking about now. Well, I'm trying not to, but do you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's still, you spin me right around, baby. <laughs> so it's the same premise. It's just, we keep going round and round and round and round and round and round and round. And at some point we, we have to change the song. I mean, we just have to change the song or get a new record or do something because what's happening is it's almost like, uh, you know, when you put, actually, I'll use the record. You know, when you play a record, you put the needle on the outside, right? On the vinyl and you put it on the outside and it works its way in, right? But if it goes backwards, it like scratches and you get stuck and stuff like that. Hello? We were doing fine. We were going forward. We were making music, right? Everything was fine. And all of a sudden something, someone, some force, some entity, some computer system, something, hijacked us and put us into reverse. And that's why everything is so uneasy and scratchy and not okay and illness. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can they take us from being divine, healthy beings into this sickly, weak society? And I, and I don't say that to insult anybody, but it is what it is. Deal with it. it. It is exactly what it is. It's a weak society. It's a very weak minded society. And if you're strong minded, you're an asshole, right? Anyone who has an opinion, you're an asshole or you're against everybody because you're not a fucking robot. And I think that's how we should have to start looking at some situations when people speak to us. Because if we go back to the future, then we can have a clearer picture of what's actually taking place. So if this technology has always been around and it's so advanced that they can have a military craft that disappears into thin air 
and the alien technology is out there. I mean, you, you can't dismiss all of these stories and say that no, 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 no. And it's, it's always interesting because the argument always is, is there's space or there's no outer space or why that's a mind trap. Why are you getting so stuck? Do you know what I mean? I get, I get, yeah, think about it, but it's almost as if the whole concept when, when someone brings up the idea of technology or aliens or anything like this, it's like the whole concept gets hijacked by a, an argument over space. It's like the, it's just keeps it's like these little mind traps. Let's come back over here. Let's come back over here and let's talk about what we were talking about. And the fact is, you know, how do we know who and what we are? Seriously, um, another spoiler alert, and I've mentioned this, I can't even count how many times, but I will continue to mention this until I feel like it's kind of hit home, is um, Extinction, <laughs> the movie Extinction. That blew my mind. It's actually kind of like a little punch in the face, not going to lie. It was one of those things I was like, what? <laughs> what? My, there was one scene, my jaw dropped, and, and I won't tell you the whole thing. There's just one line in there. And this is this is the question, right? Um, and person was posed with the uh, posed with the question. He says, You don't know what you are. Fucking blew my mind. It blew my mind. Cause here we are thinking where these certain beings. And I had said this before in a conversation about someone with more gallons, right? What if, what if? It's not new. It's always been there. And what if it's not being added, but it's a breakdown of an old system and that's why we're noticing it and they're using it as a different way. Just hypothetical. Just, you know, it's kind of how my, I, I look at things from different avenues, from different approaches, kind of put it on this side of the fence, that side of the fence. What could it be? So... Sure, they could be totally wiring us to go into the computer. I mean, if, if you haven't noticed that your thoughts now are showing up, not a spoken word, but your thoughts are showing up on the computer and the phone and you just pass it off, you might be an NPC. There's a good possibility you are a non-player character in this game of life. Because if you're not concerned that our thought processes are now completely connected by a bandwidth connection that Elon Musk worked on, so our brains are completely wired in now to the AI. And that loops back around to uh, the, the gentleman on the Montauk project where he said our brains are just interfaces and we are able to obtain information. Maybe. Maybe just some of us have advanced brains, right? Advanced computer systems. And some of us, oh, not me, but some of us, some of, some of you have ones that aren't so advanced, hence the NPC, right? It's just, there's like different levels of robotics. You know, you can have a robot that just flips burgers and you can have a robot you could have an entire conversation with. You know, they're humanoids. Uh, there's a series called Humans. Mind-blowing, mind-blowing. You watch it and and the questions that are presented Man, are just it really uh, for a thinking person? It really makes you step back and take a look and say, "Where am I? Who am I?" And does it matter? Right? Does it? That's personal. You know, that's not that's not up to me to decide if it matters to you. But 
I don't, I mean, it's the game of life. I came to win and win doesn't mean dominating anybody else. Win means that it's my best life. It's me being able to take my information in and use it into the best possibility I could. And in saying that, that's exactly what a computer does. Computer takes information in, it takes in what is the right information, it discards the old information, and then it lets other people know, or other computers, right, in this case, it would connect with other computers and then share that information. It's kind of what I'm doing. It's kind of what some of us do, right? So where do we draw the line? And if we go back to the future, you know, the future doesn't look like the past. And we think we think we're advancing forward, but I don't think that's the case. Again, I, th I think I think we're digressing. I think they're reverse engineering us. I think we're going backwards as they're using the technology over us to dominate us. And because everyone's so in enthralled with shiny little trinkets, they don't care. They give their children iPads and create a mental addiction in a child's brain to an AI system. That's so alarming. Never, never mind. I'm not even. I'm not even speaking about the frequencies, right? That the the harmful uh, frequencies that are coming off of that, and most of the time, it's in the child's reproductive area, right? Because they put it on their lap. Brilliant. So, but they create an AI addiction at a very, very early age now. So, <laughs> you have children who are genetically right? It would be in a structure of their DNA now um, to have computer code in DNA. You cannot tell me that these um, demons have not put this shit into vaccines. I just don't know at what point they started using the nanotechnology. I think like 1948, not positive on the date, but I think somewhere around there, there's a book written and it says there's plenty of room at the bottom. And that's a book about nanotechnology. And that book Right. So if that's the time and that's when it was actually, I believe that's when it was, it was either then or in the fifties when it was given the term nanos, nanotechnology, it had other names for that. Again, it's always existed. So if the technology has always existed and you know, the 1980s, I think it was when they really started amping up the vaccines and then they started putting the, uh, the Marisol, the mercury inside the vaccines, which again, you know, all these metals, computers, right? Computers use metals, mechanics use metals, but yet they're filling us through full of metals. Odd, right? Right? Isn't that a little odd? We have iron in our blood. Hmm. Iron's a metal. Why do we have metals in us? Like these are the type of questions that I can't get around. So they're elements. Okay, I get it. All right, right. So, but why do I have metal? Uh, why do I have metals in my system? Why? Am I a robot? Am I a machine? I mean, when you think about it, it's the way our bodies work. They work like machines. They're just advanced machines. And if they can create humanoids right now, that you wouldn't be able to synthetics. I guess, I guess synthetics would probably be closer. If they can create these beings, right, that are artificial. And then they say here, then how do we discern that we aren't another artificial intelligence? I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, I mean, I know I'm of spirit. I know I'm connected to something beautiful and I'm created in love. This I know. I'm not questioning that aspect. And, you know, I guess you can make different computer programs different ways. But how would we know if they can create a synthetic right now that looks and feels and touches just like us? How do we know we're not another version? Like I had said earlier in the show, 
that the early phones referred to as zero uh, G, or if you look at it, OG, right? <laughs> and then uh, it was a zero generation. So you had to, you had to start somewhere, right? And then from there, they've gone and changed the generations. And I've said this over and over again, that the generations with the phone, I believe coincide with the generations of us. I, when I was a teenager, I was the fifth living generation, right? And in me saying that, that's saying that my great, great grandmother, right? She would have been with the early phones that were referred to as zero generation. Me right now, hello, it's 5G. It's the fifth generation. It's the fifth expansion, right? It's the, it's the, I don't know if you want to call it a rebirth or a mass extinction, whatever, whatever we want to look at it, but we're in, we're in the, in the five and we're in 5G, what are the chances that oh, for generations fight? Like, this is what I'm saying. This is the stuff that kind of blows my mind. You know, um, we know that clones exist. This isn't, this isn't a fairy tale. You know, these are out here. They can create a being. So if all of this is possible, right? All of this is plausible. It's all possible. It's all applicable, right? And it's all a reality. Maybe we should go back to the future and start realizing where we are and where we should be and where our mindset should be. Nothing new under the sun. And we keep being tricked by these shiny little trinkets. And meanwhile, they're teleporting. They can create a hologram. This is fascinating. You know, um, I know people are saying that they see, I saw Obama, I saw this one, he was at a lecture. <laughs> Maybe you did. Maybe, maybe you saw a lookalike, maybe you saw a clone, or maybe you saw a hologram. And the majority of people don't realize how advanced holograms are. You know, the hologram, holographic technology is so advanced that they could create a person standing next to you. And as the person moves, the air around them moves. They would have a density to them. So you really wouldn't be able to tell. So if they got holograms and they got robotics and they got humanoids and they have synthetics and they have all these other things and we think we're the, what, <laughs> the, the, the top dog, we don't even know who we are. No one's even taking the time to figure it out. And sooner or later, most people are just going to lose themselves or isn't going to be a comeback. You know, there isn't, there isn't going to be the integration and the split off is huge right now. You know, so perhaps if we sit down and kind of take a look at these things and, and realize it, that society as a whole can advance or regress, I guess, whatever way you want to go, whatever direction you want to go in, just go. But we're stuck right now. And, and part of my belief system is that we're stuck is because people aren't realizing where we really are in this time space. What is really taking place here? Like, come on. They got flying cars. They got triangle crafts. They have, you know, walking robots. They have all of this stuff. So we're in the future. We're not, we're not, we're not. I wonder what the world would look like if we actually saw it for what it was and not for what we're told to see it as, if, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Anyone else lay up at night thinking about all sorts of crazy things? Because I definitely do. I mean, I know I've seen things. I've heard, you know, like my, my experiences run much deeper. I will tell you, though, this thing with the Sultan and my family is just, well, not with my grandfather, is blowing my mind. 
Like I need to know what's being said in that video. And I, and you know how like some words uh, are very similar in English or in any other language, or actually English would be a second language to most, right? Cause it's a fake language, but, um, but the words are similar. To, and let me rephrase it. The words are similar in languages. So, you know, I could hear some words. I was trying to pick it up, but I really want to know what that is talking about. The other thing is to, you know, just take a look at the, um, the black budget secret space program and connect some dots there and see what kind of extra te extraterrestrial technology they're using. And when you look at it and look how long they have been using it, I mean, I would think that most people would kind of question the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, who are we? Where are we? And why can't we figure this out? Because, you know, um, we're so busy trying to figure out the past, right? Isn't it? I mean, it, when you think about it, everybody's so, well, what did they say in the past? Well, what, what is this? What, is, what does the book say? Well, what does this say? But again, that's the, to me, I'm not saying there's no value and I'm definitely, I love researching all of that and learning about it. But what, it, what I'm trying to convey is that perhaps our, again, distractions on the past are prohibiting us from seeing that we're in the future. You know, they, they have technology, they have plenty of things that, um, are otherworldly, you know, there, there's patents and there's documents on, on spaceships, on, uh, flying saucers, I guess some would call them. Right. Um, it says, uh, let's see, let me read you a couple of fun tidbits right here. This is uh, proof of aliens life. It says 10 evidences to prove alien technology reverse engineering is real. The fact aliens are able to travel distances of hundreds of light years to visit planets and other solar systems or galaxies is an, uh, emphatic proof of supremacy of their technologies. It has hence always been an endeavor of humans to do reverse engineering of the alien technology to get to an understanding of the same use of the technology and the betterment of mankind. Again, I don't agree with everything I read. The, the techie part, I don't always think it's the betterment. While many things have been known to mankind before, the jump in technology during the 1950s and 60s surely tells us there was some guidance that led man to come up with a technology advancements like never before. Alien theorists believe this jump in technology is basically a product of conducting reverse engineering on all the alleged um, crashed alien spaceships which were rumored to be captured in 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico, and many other places over the next few years. In fact, there was a second craft in Area 51 that didn't find it for two years later. Um, so it says one, the metal titanium was discovered in 1791, but was only after not, nothing new under the sun. It was only after 1950 that it started, it started being used for military aviation process for the making of fighter jets that fly at incredible speeds Two, the commercial and military applications of fiber optic was not understood until 1958. Albeit the fact it was first demonstrated by Swiss scientist, Daniel Col Colladin and Jacques Bennett um, more than a hundred years before in the 18 in 1840s. This is what I'm saying. It's always a hundred years, a hundred years advanced. So if we take a look today where we are and then think, close your eyes, right? Everybody do this right now for my listeners. Just close your eyes for a second and picture yourself living a hundred years advanced. Isn't that what we should be seeing around us? Isn't it? 
Like, so in other words, that would mean that uh, everything in your home would be programmable matter, basically, right? So in other words, you would take your programmable matter and you could turn it into a chair. And you could take your programmable matter and turn it into a car. And you could take it and you could just keep changing the programmable matter so that you don't have to buy things. You just program it and it turns into it. That would be a life in the future. That's the kind of technology that exists now. But, you know, we're still thinking, I don't know. It's just, it's some of this is just silly to me. Uh, it was in 1947 when the Americans came up with the design of the transistor, a key element for making of the multiple electronic devices. While attempts to make something like this were uh, on for years, it was not before November 1947 the scientists could come up with something like a transistor. You may want to be reminded that Roswell crash happened on the 8th of July, 1947. My, my Bampy, my grandfather's birthday is the 8th of July. It's actually the year my mom was born. Let's see. While the bulletproof vests were even, uh, while bulletproof vests were used in World War II, the quality of the vest shot up suddenly during the Korean War, and that happened in 1950. Lasers are indispensable part of UFOs, and it was not before 1960 that humans could build something like it. Um, irrespective of the fact that Albert Einstein had established a theoretical foundation of building laser beams. They needed some practical examples to copy from, it seems. The night vision camera was invented in 1963. The concepts of night vision devices are allegedly influenced by the Roswell UFO that had windows through which boarders could see outside at night without the use of any additional light source. That's badass. This is what I mean, like that. Okay, so let me go into total like nerd geek love gadget modes. That, I would love that. I would put that on all my windows. I would totally put something like that, that kind of technology on my windows. Now, we would have to assume and be a little presumptuous to say that the U.S. government right now is using that technology, or they may even start putting it into, you know, their little SWAT teams. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Seven. This is an interesting one. Microchips are another evidence of reverse engineering of alien technology. Since the end of World War I, scientists across the world have been working relentlessly to come up with something that would be minuscule in size but would carry out many tasks without much ado. It was only in 1952, again in the 50s, that the theories of a microchip came to light. So again, 1950, microchip. We are in 2021, people. You cannot tell me that they've been injecting animals with microchips and not people, not in vaccines, not they haven't been doing trials or so. You know what? Like, we're, we're just lab rats to a lot of these people. Says our uh, remote control was discovered in 1955, which is believed to be taken from a concept of the aliens as it recovered in the crashed spaceships. <laughs> Um, 1987, physicist Bob Lazar claimed that he had worked on a secret project that targeted to carry out reverse engineering of the technology used by the aliens in their spaceships. As per Lazar, the U.S. government has many as nine alien spaceships in their custody. Imagine going, imagine how... Imagine, honestly, imagine being able to go on to an alien spacecraft and like just see it because then we would realize that everything isn't what it really seems to be. And the number 10 on this is, uh, 
Let's see. A claim from U.S. Army veteran Philip um, Corso in 1997 also makes it evident U.S. military officials did carry out reverse engineering on the craft spaceships that were found in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. So let me cross that one off my list, see what else I have up here. Let me come over here for a second. Where are we at? Okay. Um, so... There's some other sites too I have brought up. I'm not going to really um, read them, but just to go and take a look, right? So there's one and it's um, rare historical photos. And this one is um, the huge mobile phones of the old days. Now, if you go back, there was wireless phones in the early 1900s. Why? When they just told us they came out with them now. And then they show you like the huge mobile phones of the 70s, right? So they had mobile phones in 1970 to 1990. Okay. So those are huge mobile phones. And then they it's kind of interesting too when you see the the way the phones, they first they were big and then they went down and then they went back up again. Um, it says uh this one here, where is it? 1992, the IBM um, Simon was released. This phone is considered the first ever smartphone. 1992. Smartphone. 1992. Oh, look at this. We have smartphones. This is so great. (laughs) It's not. Do you know in 1982, there was a laser disc uh, player? 1982. Way before the, you know, the claims of this. um, Nothing new under the sun. So it's really fascinating to me that, um, you know, we have a lot of important issues that are going on right now. A lot of things are distractions and they're just that record. It just, he's going round and round and round and round and round. And, and there just doesn't seem to be an end or someone, no one wants to play the next song. It's like, everybody's okay being stuck on here. I'm not, I'm not okay with it. You know, I want to go back to the future. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming back here. I'm not doing this again. Whatever contract I signed is up <laughs> when I'm done. When I'm done doing my part to bring heaven on earth, that's it. I'm not I'm not coming back to be a slave. I'm going to be free. I don't know where or how or what, what's going to happen. Um, I know that when I was a child, I used to think that death um, – Actually, I still believe it. But, you know, when you're, when, you, when you're a child, you have those, like, you just know certain things. And um, I just kind of knew that when, when we died, we just, we, just, I, uh, we would just reach a certain age and then we would just go someplace and that's where we would be for all of existence. That's how my child mind processed it. You know, and adults would say, no, that's not how it is. You know, this you live and you die and that's it. And, and I remember I used to, I used to, it, one of the things that used to haunt me as a child, and, and I used to cry to my mother about this because, you know, when they started telling me like death was final, like that's it, Whoosh! there's nothing else. I would cry and I, I would tell my mother, well, I don't, I don't want to die and not remember anybody or all my life experiences. I want to, I want to know who I love. I want to remember that. I want to, I want to still, and it really bothered me the aspect of, of being told that I was cut off from that because I know inside, I know that's not the truth, but it was like that, that dream that again, that glass ceiling being shattered, right? Because that's what it does. That's what the system does, right? We're in, we're in a system that has a virus, Whatever way you want to look at it, you can look at it like we're in a system or the system's affecting us. Whatever, whatever your point of view is, is, is cool. But the system has a virus. 
And if it doesn't get attended to, it's going to destroy the system. And in turn, it's going to destroy us. There is no other way. You cannot, you know, they keep talking about this virus, this virus, this virus. The virus is being generated by the computer. I'm not talking about, you know, the, there's always a physical aspect of things. Okay. But the virus overall is being created by, by the computer, by images, by sound, right? Because it's a mind virus. And if it's a mind virus and our minds are our brains, then is that the computer interface that really has a virus? No. And that's why it's no good anymore. That's why the people who, who were so easily manipulated by the TV, by, by the mass mind media, right? To go and literally, in a sense, and, and man, it just hurts my heart to think what's coming. It really does. Um, because every all of us know someone who's been vaccinated, all of us. You know, there's none of us who don't know. And it just, uh, it's really disturbing to know that the, the AI is going to take over, that the, the spike proteins are like, um, think of it this way. Think of a healthy cell, right? And then all of a sudden your healthy cell grows thorns. These spikes are coming out. And now the spikes, instead of the cell being nice and smooth, the spikes are sticking to one another and are causing blood clots. That's what that's how the blood clotting is happening. It's like these little spikes and it sticks together. Sorry for my sound effects, but I like them. So um, and they stick together and uh and and that's the spike protein. That's the the coagulation, I guess you could say, right? Well, what's happening with the blood. But what you did is you, you threw a virus in your system, right? In a, in a sense. And now all these people that we love have a virus and there's doesn't seem to be a cure for this virus. And, uh, the virus can spread, right? So the virus that they, 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 they start with the mental, right? They start with the mind. So they started with the mind and they gave the mind a virus. Now the mind virus allowed the mind virus overrid or overridden, overrode, whatever, however you would say it, um, probably that intuitive nature to say, wait a minute, I don't want to put this operating system of life. That's what it's called. That's on the Moderna website. I'm not making shit up. It's called the operating system of life. It's an operating system of life into your body. Now, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? I don't, I don't, I don't know what you thought was going to happen. And then I've heard conversations of people saying, well, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be like the flu shot. You're going to have to get it every year. What the, what is the matter with you? Are you not listening when someone tells you it's an operating system? And for uh, anyone who's saying like these videos about Bluetooth, that the people connecting to Bluetooth is fake. You, you really didn't think things through if you think this is fake because the concept why would they put a system into you that they can't track and trace and connect shit to? It's an operating system that can be overriding your system. Yeah, of course it's going to connect to Bluetooth because at some point they may connect everybody who has it to the whole system and then But therein lies proof 
Okay. They have, we have this, this is proof now that, that the people who have the injection are now transhuman and they will pass on to their children, a genetic code of AI, artificial intelligence, alien invasion. I guess their system, their matrix is branching off in another way, but it's just kind of a way to kind of connect the dots and see, or to figure it out. Cause I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to get stuck. I'm not going to, but I don't want to get stuck in a system in a virus. I want to be able to keep growing and expanding as, as me, as I am. The, you know, the systematic reduction of who we are is not okay with me. And, and I've watched, you know, I was a fifth living generation. I have watched this system destroy families and separate people. Uh, you know, when I was a, when I was a child growing up, my family's always together. We were always at a Nana's house or everyone was at my house or we were visiting an uncle or an aunt and it was cousins. And, and then everyone uh, started moving away from each other and then they started losing contact. And why did you start losing contact? Because the AI came into place and, and it made you think that there's a bridge between me and you. I know a lot of people accept that. I do not. I do not accept a friendship or a relationship unless it has to be this way. You know what I mean? And I know you, but a lot of people think that this, this virtual is okay. You know, that you can send someone a message and tell them, I love you, but I sent you a text. No, show up, give someone a hug, show them that you're, you're not, you can't have a relationship with someone through the AI, but that's what they're building. They're building a separation and they're in their um, reinforcing the bond between the AI. <laughs> I think in the future, there was an advanced society that knew what was going on. I don't know. Maybe we are in the past and some of us here who have vision are just time travelers. You know that we signed up to come back to help to warn you, to tell you just to take another look, take a bigger picture. You know, stop being so stuck all the time and stop being so enthralled with shiny little trinkets. What is the matter with you? Go outside and watch a tree. I promise you'll get way more from it, way more. Um, and once you start connecting too to nature, I feel like that's really when when we really gain superpowers. I mean, if the earth has ley lines and if the pyramids all over the world they're not just in egypt they're all over the world and if they're set up um same as a computer board then that would say in itself in itself that that this realm ooh i have a high pitch in my right ear right now that this realm is a um information board and if that's the case, then we should be able to, like I've been saying, extract any type of information we want and maneuver in any way we want. You know, anyone who's ever really sat down and thought of anything or really wanted it and you envisioned it, chances are you brought it into existence. And how is that possible, right? How is it possible that we can envision something and pull it close to us, pull it right into us? It's like a knowing, right? And if that's the case, is that, is that magic? Is it computer generated? What is it? I'll tell you that um, my new home, when I was uh, looking at apartments to move and the one I'm in now, it felt right when I had seen the picture and I took some of my crystals and um, my Palo, I think it was my Palo Santo. I took some of my crystals and I sat on my bed and I closed my eyes 
I just kind of had a conversation with myself, with my higher self. And um, I said, let, if this is supposed to be my home, let me envision it. Let me see it. I kid you not, what I what I am, my home right now is spot on on what I saw in my mind's eye. Spot on. How can that be? Did I see it and create it? Was it already created and I brought it into fruition? It's just kind of interesting thing. But the point behind that is, is that if we really sit with ourselves and we see things, chances are the universe will give them to us. But if we're paying attention to the wrong things, we're never going to find out who we really are or why we're really here. I don't give a shit about politics. I know it's important. I've never given a shit. The only time I ever cared about politics was when I was a kid growing up in Boston and you went and did, you held signs at the uh, polls for the politicians so that if you needed a favor, you could get something. True story. That's the only reason any of us city kids ever gave a shit, well, most of us, about politicians was that. So we can get something in return. We knew that as city kids. I mean, you know what I mean? It had nothing to do with anything. You do something for me and I rub your back too. That's what politics is. It's politics who think they have some 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 hierarchy over us. And that's not the case. I, I don't need anyone to govern over me. I don't need anybody to tell me how to be or what to be. And society has created such a sick society that people are looking to who to be. Right? or what to be, or they're emulating these false gods and these clones and these demons in flesh suits. And if you have not seen the video of Beyonce turning into a demon, she gives me chills. She turned into a demon and you and and people dismiss it. And again, you're not paying attention if you're dismissing it because in her own words, she says she's possessed by Sasha, what is it, Sasha Fierce when she's on stage. Really? You're really fucking telling us right now you have possession take place when you're on stage and everyone's like, <laughs> what? How is it people are, are, are praying to a God, a God who never answers, by the way, a God who never talks to you. Um, and I'm not saying God doesn't exist. I'm just saying that it's our belief in something that creates it. And if and that's the sense, then are we not in, in ourselves um, the God and goddesses, right? I bought a, um, I just came in today too. I got a, uh, a new book. I'd seen it and it's called, uh, it's called the God gene. And, um, it says, uh, how faith is hard, hardwired into our genes. Just the word though, hardwired, right? Isn't that coming back to what, what, what I've been discussing tonight? Uh, so it's called the God gene. It's by Dean hammer. And I got this because I know I'm connected to source. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't give it a name. I just give it source. It's an energy. It's something that I can pull from, I guess you could say. But they have the fundamental vaccine. And the Funvax is a vaccine that they use that is able to um, disconnect people from uh, source. Uh, the people, Some of the people who've had it have actually said um, that when they took it, that um, God was dead. There was one guy who got up every day of his life and prayed, and then uh, he he got the vaccine, and he didn't get up and pray. He didn't realize until later, I guess. He didn't get up and pray. It was the first day of his entire life he didn't get up and pray. And someone else had gotten it. This is before the vaccine, though. This is this this statement right here um, is from they had sprayed it. So there's different ways that they can use the fundamental vaccine, the fun vax. They can um, spray it in the air. 
They could put it in a Coca-Cola bottle and then you open it up and the gas, the way it would work like that, it would have the same um, exact same effect. And these are things that are actually written about it. There's not, I'm just making this up. These are things that are written about it. And um, if that's the case, right, then why would they want to disconnect us um, from source? Why, why would they want to do that? And it's, you know, if, if we realize that we've always had this connection, we could probably progress for, forward. But the, so many people are so concerned about trivial things and not who they are and our connections to real things. So in the meantime, they're just cutting all the connections and they're just dulling down a society and turning it into a robotic society. And what would want to turn a robotic society? The Matrix. It's all really one big mind fuck. I enjoy, I really enjoy the, um, the conversations about AI, about technology. I just, it really fascinates me. I know it's not everybody's um, thing, which is fine. But the reality is, is that at some point, if you're ever really going to be aware, you're going to have to take a look at what's going on around Right? Like how long have these robots been here? If they're talking about robots all the way back in time and they're talking about them back to the Sultan, right? then at what point are we going to say that there is nothing new under the sun and how many aren't human here? And it, it, they live. Rodney Rodney Piper said he starred in the movie. He said it was a documentary and then he died. Go figure. If he's telling you they live as a documentary and they're showing us in art, right? And art imitates life. Art is something that is, I mean, you can create art out of thin air, but a lot of art is, is uh, imitation of life or imitation of what you're doing or, you know, a recreation of it to kind of uh, always have it there. And there's enough art that shows us half reptilian, half human, half lizard holding a human, almost like a human essence. There's one statue and it's like a lizard, like a, like a six, seven foot lizard. And it has like a human being like coming out of it. And when I look at it, it just, to me, is that representation of like what I was saying, like with Ra, that they took human form, you know, to be able to, I don't know, disguise themselves, repair themselves, take, take the real ones out. I'm not really sure, but um, if they've had the technology always, then there's got to be a way out, right? And if we think we're moving forward and no one's really moving forward, then perhaps we got to go back to the future. We have to go backwards to where we really came from. And that's the opposite way. We're not living in the past. We don't live in some archaic society where, you know, what we have to do, we have to do. That's not, that's not the world. They're a hundred years advanced in technology. Why are they hiding it? What are they hiding from us and why are they hiding it? And if they're 100 years in technology, that means that they can be able to. There was a, one of the shows on um, Black Mirror, which totally I was like, holy shit. So there was a mom who had a daughter and um, something happened. Anyway, she had decided to put a microchip in the child and she was able to literally see what the child could see and stuff like that. And then she could do different programs. And one of the programs was to filter out anything bad or anything scary. So when she looked, all she saw was like pixels. She couldn't see it, right? She never, she couldn't, so she wouldn't get scared or things wouldn't happen. And I, I, after seeing that, I often wondered what they have done to us. What element have they put into us so that we can't see the real world around us? 
I think those of us that are waking up, becoming aware, I don't really like the word waking up, but I guess that is what is happening. Um, so for those waking up and becoming aware of the world around them, you know, it's like all of a sudden someone shut off that little bit of a AI blinder and we were starting to really see like what is really taking place. I mean, I don't know how anyone's going to feel if all some fucking reptilians start coming down the street. And the guy from the Montauk Project too, he said, get this. This is, this is wild. I'm going to have to find that video. I'll, um, I'll put it on otwtube.com. And he talks about um, the reptilians. He said uh, two things, which one I have heard in many, many, many people who have said they've had quote unquote experiences with them is that they smell really bad. Like they smell really, really bad. The other is get this. So the guy from the Montauk keeps talking and he was saying that one day, I don't know, they were doing an experiment with something and the reptilian had an office next to his, right? So he had his office next to his office with the reptilian. He said that he really didn't interact much, you know, just when they needed to. So the reptilian, evidently one day someone had brought in some antifreeze for like a machine or something that they were working on. Now, mind you, Montauk project is when they made the ship disappear into thin air. Um, really fascinating all by itself. And then when they brought it back, they didn't really have the technology and some of the people were fused to the deck. This is a true story. So um, the reptilian could smell the antifreeze and evidently it's like booze to them and they get drunk on it and they had to keep bringing antifreeze in for the reptilian so that they could get drunk. I know it sounds crazy, but you know what? Life is way, way crazier. You know, it, Again, art imitates life. So all these things we're seeing in the statues and in the movies, I mean, Godzilla, right? How many, how many things like this are we going to see? How many reptilian references before someone goes, oh, shit, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have a reptilian part of our brain. Were we hijacked? Was our computer system hijacked? Why do we have a reptilian part of our brain? I want to know. I know it seems to answer this for me. They're like, it's your, it's your fight or flight. I don't care what it is. I want to know why I have a lizard part of my brain. Everybody does. Why do we have a lizard in our brain? And is that a way for them to take us over? Or or are we some genetic mutation from them? I mean, these are all questions that could have so many great conversations from them. So you are listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. You can find us on every major streaming platform on the wakeupradio.com, otwtube.com, and my IG is KB Visions. So I've had a really good time tonight. I love these topics, you know, and it always brings me back to um, Alice in Wonderland. We create a world where everything that is isn't and everything that isn't is. And it's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, all of the, the fairy tales are supposed to be true. And it was that the truth became so hard to handle that they had to start calling it fairy tales. The people were having such a hard time with reality that they had to turn it into a myth. And then the myths, they recreate over and over and over again. And people get caught in the movies of the myths and can't see that there's a connection to reality. We have a disconnect going on. And whether it's an AI artificially... Um, inserted, whether it's the way we be genetically coded, or maybe we're just different generations of different forms of, I don't know, humanoid or robotic, uh, 
whatever whatever element it is i mean if you if if there's galactic walk-ins out there that will tell you that they have walked into the body that they're in they have completely taken it over aurora i've had her guest on my show many times she's absolutely spectacular she's a galactic walk-in the body she was a star literally she was a star and then she came here to help humanity and she incarnated in the body that she's in the the person in the body was basically um gone the physical aspect was there, but there was no, there was no person left inside. And that was due to some of the attacks and uh, kind of stripping away of our memories and who we are. And that's one of the biggest things that's taking place It's what our devices do. Um, it's really important to be mindful that every time we're on a device, every time we use a computer, that these have technologies in them that can erase our memory. And if you don't believe me, look up Samsung's TV, um, uh, unspoil me. And that has in, in that you can buy the Samsung TV unspoil me. You could watch a movie and then you click a little button, you run a certain, I don't know how it works exactly, but you run a program on the TV. The TV will erase your memory and then you can watch the program again and you won't remember that you just saw it. If the technology is available in a TV, you cannot tell me the technology is not available in our phones and our computers and stuff like that. Be mindful that, you know, these devices that we, that most people are so obsessed with and, and their extension of us, which makes up a cyborg, right? We are cyborgs by legal definition. Just be mindful of that. But if they can do that with these devices, um, who's to say that they're not changing or implanting other information in there that they're changing reality. And this is why it's so important to just kind of sometimes sit back with yourself and ask these questions or take a look or, you know, one of the things that I have learned over time of my maturity of becoming aware, right. Of, of becoming me. And I don't mean like an age maturity. I mean, a mental maturity of, of kind of more balanced, I guess. Uh, shoot. Now I just lost what I was going to say. See, as a damn AI doing that shit. But, um, oh my gosh. Oh, whatever. I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to stress over it. But that's the type of stuff, though. These little signals they can send. They can send a little impulse. And and and, and everybody's saying, and they're like, oh, that happens to me, too. That happens to me, too. Why do we keep passing this stuff off? It's disturbing to me. It's disturbing to me that my thought process is being interfered by an AI that my brain is connected with through a bandwidth communication that Elon Musk worked on and is making money off of. He wired my brain, your brain, everybody's brain into the fucking main brain computer and no one seems to care. Well, not, not a lot of people. Some, just not a lot. Uh, I really, I got to stop saying, um, I really have to stop saying it. It's driving me crazy when I hear myself say it. Um, 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 <laughs> it sounds so dumb. <laughs> It really does. So funny. You could be so intelligent and be so articulate and then just say something and it just kind of negates the whole thing like, duh. But the, you know, the intriguing part is, is there's always going to be more questions. And uh, it's those who seek the answers who probably become the best version of themselves and maneuver the best in this world and probably, I would say, have better lives not because they have more money or anything like that. It's because they're in tune, they're in line. Whatever the system is, it's a system. Whether it's a 
organic system. It's made up system. Everything is a system. Everything is working cohesively off of one another. And then the cohesiveness got thrown off balance, right? And this is why the earth is all upset. And she's like, nah, man, like we're going to have you, you're making geo storms. I'm going to create some too. I'm, I'm going to fuck with you the same way you're fucking with me. And now everything's out of balance. There's a, um, John Moore, he did a lot of lectures with the military, has a, a lecture and he talks about uh, Nibiru. And he says that when the great floods happened, it, it the earth is flat, right? And, and when the great floods happened before, they happened because in the center of the earth, there are cubic, cubic meters of water, like this big, huge, I don't know, mass of cubic feet of water. And when that gets released, that's what causes the floods. And there's other things that talk about the rivers that go around the center of the earth, right? And there's two rivers that flow in and out of the center. And they flow in an even flow, one in, one out, one in, one out, one in, one out. And that's how everything is supposed to maintain the balance. It's like the yin and yang. It's like good and evil. One's not supposed to beat the other. It's supposed to be the way that these rivers flow is supposed to be an even balance. And when we can get back to an even balance within ourselves and society, then we can create heaven on earth. It can't be that hard. I mean, it just can't be that hard. The only thing that's lacking is motivation to fucking do it. I try not to swear, but sometimes it really gives that like good impact, you know? The fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> Wake the fuck up. <laughs> All I know is that some of you are going to get stuck. And that's just, just your decision. It's your decision not to pay attention to what's taking place, to the technology that you're using and abusing right? We all abuse technology. We all abuse it in some way. And when I say that we abuse it, it's because we pay more attention a lot of the time to a computer, uh, to social media apps, to whatever it is than we do to our own self, our own health, our own awareness of what is taking place. It's just mind boggling. People will research a phone, right? But they won't research food. Sure. Whatever. Whatever works for you. At the end of the day, it's your journey. And wherever you wind up is wherever you decided to steer, wherever you decided to navigate. Or, and if you don't, then, you know, a boat adrift never gets anywhere. It just sits there in the water until someone else pushes it and another wave comes or, you know, it just gets pushed aside. You can decide to be pushed aside or you can decide to be the captain of your ship. It's all up to you, each person. And if we actually start recognizing this in each other and, and, in a loving, respectful way. I don't have to like you, but I live here with you. This is, this is where we all live. This is where we're cohabitating and no one's watching the destruction of everything as they're putting out the shiny trinkets. You know, for all the people who work so hard and then really put that effort out there to change the world, I love you. I have so much admiration and respect for you because it sucks. It is not fun. It's absolutely not fun to do. Uh, the learning is fun but trying to save the world isn't fun. So I stopped trying to save the world and I'm only saving myself and I'll share what I'm doing along the way and you can decide. You've been listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. I am your host, KB, KB Visions. And until next week, I'm out. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Sing the On the Wake Up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the
make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.